0: Welcome to the Calvary St. George's Sermon Podcast, proclaiming the historic faith of Christ and Him crucified. These podcasts are recorded and produced by the parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. For more information about our ministries, head to calvarystgeorges.org. Comfort yourselves. It is not from yourselves that you should expect grace, but on the contrary, it is in expecting nothing from yourselves that you must hope for it. This sounds a whole lot like the opening hymn we just sang, Comfort Ye My People. Now hold on to that, because you're going to need that. Because in a second, we're going to talk about things that may feel and sound the opposite of comforting. Today is the second Sunday of Advent, and the second and third Sundays of Advent are oftentimes known as John the Baptist Sunday. And what is John the Baptist all about? We prayed it in our collect and we read it in our gospel lesson. He is the one who preaches a baptism of repentance. We saw on the collect of the day all of the prophets preach repentance and the preparation for the way of salvation. Now, I'm not trying to say that John the Baptist was the same as the person at Union Square who's holding a sign that says, repent, or burn. But John the Baptist is no cuddly figure. In fact, he's not only out of sync with our age, but he was out of sync with his own age. He's out of sync with every age. Nobody wants to hear what John the Baptist has to say. And when you read your Old Testament, you might find that fiery prophets, even like Elijah, are cuddly in comparison with John the Baptist. If you were paying attention during our Old Testament lesson, you'll read these things. But who can endure the day of the Lord's coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire. He will sit as a refiner. He will purify the descendants of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. I don't know about you, but when I hear about a refiner's fire, I get a little afraid. When I hear about repentance, I get afraid because I don't know about you, but maybe I've repented for the things that I was already doing well anyway, but there's a whole lot in me that I just can't quit. Negative character traits. I find myself hurting other people over and over again in the same ways even though I say I don't want to. Maybe you're like me. Maybe you're really good at saying I'm sorry. And maybe you even feel like you mean it, but over and over again you do that same exact thing. This passage from our gospel reading John the Baptist, as we mentioned, is proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. He's to prepare the way of the Lord. Listen to the words from Isaiah that are, that's quoted and put on to John. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth." But all of this means is that in preparing the way for the Lord, none of this is going to come easy, not then and not now. And the thing is that the refiner's fire is not going to come easy for you and me either, because the refiner's fire, true repentance, is being laid open to God's great leveling operation, cutting away. At all of those negative character traits, cutting away at our egos, cutting away at those things that we say we want to quit, but we really want to hold on to. So, what does God's great leveling look like? The illustration I got from a friend of mine is maybe you're familiar with the cut and fill when people are making roads among hills and valleys, what did they do? They cut down the mountains, they fill up the valleys. My friend told me that in the 1950s, her and her sister would, their parents would drive them to their grandparents' house and it would take them hours and hours to get there from one city to the other because there were all these mountains to climb and all these valleys to go down into. But one day, a leveler leveled the mountains Filled the valleys. The time spent from traveling to one city to the other was cut in a third, and it was made easy. Now, some of us may not love this illustration because maybe you like the long, windy roads, and you know it's a lot of fun. We we lose something with efficiency, but with this illustration, it's showing that for you and me, we have great mountains in our lives. We've got these valleys. We've got our egos. We've got whatever it is that you just cannot quit. And what the refiner is going to do is break down that mountain in you. Fill up that valley. And my friends, as much as it's good news, these are things that we just don't want. This is true in society as well. It's not just for us. Think about... um, Rich folk, think about the affluent folk, namely you and me, right? I'm not trying to talk about those people out there. I'm trying to talk about us. A lot of us, we live, the rich people, the affluent people live on hills. Think Staten Island, right? A pretty blue-collar borough. But the people who are affluent, they live on the hills. Think of other cities that, outside of New York, it's the same way. And in Manhattan, think of the penthouses, right? People are high above, Everyone else. Similarly, when traveling, right, part of the joy of traveling first class is that curtain behind you, right? That you're part of this exclusive group, and you are welcome. You're one of them. At Calvary Church, we rented out our, our little gym to Fotografiska, and it was supposed to be a coffee house. Uh, but it was turned into this bar and it's become this most exclusive bar in New York City. You have to look a certain way to get in. You have to have a certain amount of money to be allowed past the ribbon. One of the themes of Advent is that God in Christ is going to tear down those curtains, that he's going to flatten those hills this really does need to it gets at the other theme right that I already mentioned we we're told to repent we're told to turn around we're told to to change but you and I we don't want that society we don't really want that now I want it even less when I'm told to repent, right? When someone tells me to turn around, when somebody tells me to change, when someone at Union Square says repent, oftentimes it makes me want to do the opposite. And why? Well, partly because I'm rebellious at heart, but the other part is that I have tried, and I just can't quit that negative character trait. Hopefully, by the grace of God, it's gotten a little bit better over the years, but you know what I mean. Whatever it is, you can look at other people and what they're doing, and if that's not your thing, it's really easy to be like, oh, I've you know repented and changed my way, but what about your thing? What about what the other people see that you just can't stop? So if one of the great themes of Advent is repentance, if another theme is that God's going to tear down the curtains of all that separates us from each other, the message... Of Advent is actually quite a comforting one. We've heard so far that the refiner's fire is going to refine you and me, and that we're going to actually look like people we're supposed to. We're going to actually look like Jesus. We're going to actually love, which is what we say we want, but you know, when we got to change things, we don't. But thanks be to God that when we realize we don't have the power to change, to turn around in whatever those areas of our life might be. The, the true, the heart, the message of Advent really is, is that there is a power who has come and who ha- is coming. And that power can make a new creation out of broken people like you and me, out of broken societies like our own. And what this means, this balm of Advent, is that you and I are in fact being changed, whether we feel it or not, all evidence to the contrary at times. It means that you and I have been, are being, and ultimately will be weaned away from our negative character traits from our possessions that we hoard, from our egos that we just can't kill. And it's not just negative, we're not just being weaned away from something, but we're being oriented toward being possessed by this love of God, this overwhelming love that spills out in you and me toward those around us. My friends, when you leave this place and you go and you try to repent, and that's a noble thing, but when you find yourself falling back on the same defects, the same sins, remember the heart of Advent is that you and I can't wean ourselves away. The heart of Advent is that there is one who is coming who can make a way where there is no way. Notice in this gospel, if you're following along, it's John the Baptist who prepares the way of the Lord, but then the agency shifts. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low, the crooked shall be made straight, the rough ways smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. You and I can't level the mountains. We can't fill the valleys. This is the work of the one who we come to to serve today, to worship today. And if you think that I'm just being loosey-goosey because I don't like to try hard things, which is true, listen to the words of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a guy who got murdered for standing up for what he believed in. He wrote this. It is impossible to state too clearly that only the coming Lord himself can make ready the way for his coming. The end of all preparation of the way of Christ must lie precisely in perceiving that we ourselves can never prepare the way. My friends, every valley will be lifted, and every hill will be made low, and he who began the good work in you will carry it on to his, its completion. And notice, that's his work and not yours. So, we're not ushering in the kingdom. We're not picking up another grand project to save the world. You and I are watching and waiting and praying and eating, and drinking, and hearing these promises, for the refiner will make right what is wrong in you and me, and we will love and be loved. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast. Produced and recorded at the Parish of Calvary St. George's in the city of New York. If you feel led to support the continuing ministry of our parish, we would really appreciate it. You can make a one-time or recurring gift by going to calvarystgeorge's.org slash give. Thank you for your support.